On this show, it's only good vibes. Talking about music from Beyonce to Tribe. In the world where it's always politicking. Run, why your boy Kanye be tripping? I don't know, so we put it on the shelf. Listen to Comrade when he brings up mental health. Is Michael Jackson really the king of pop? There's no debate if you ask, be shocked. Conversation so tight, it be gripping you. We love getting suggestions from our listeners. Do something foolish, try and run if you can. All you're gonna do is end up a victim of Who's Man's. Welcome to another week of Who's Man's podcast. We hope you enjoy it. What up, though, everyone? Welcome to the Who's Man's podcast. I'm your host, Ronnie Don, aka Miss Taylor Mate. And a bit on me, I got my man's Conrad. What's up, beautiful people? Welcome to another episode of Who's Man's Podcast. We can't wait to talk to y'all tonight. But before we do that, let's see who's here with us. I mean, you had Stevie, you had uh, Martha, you had whatever incarnation of the Temptations are going around right now. You got, um, hell, you had Smokey there for a second. Um, Diana was there for her birthday, even though her birthday not till next month. Um, you had Neo playing the piano. I didn't even know he could play instruments, but y'all went with J Lo. That's what y'all did. That's what y'all did. That's what y'all did. <laughs> okay. One, one more time. We had the goddamn let's. We had the goddamn Motown review by J Lo. So I take it she did not do a good job. Yep. <laughs> it's not even about. Okay, at this point. <laughs> She did all that she could do. And you know what? For that, J-Lo, I hope you sleep well. But Grammys? You had Barry Gordy in the audience looking at that. All that he created, that was what he saw on the stage. That's what he saw. Hell, you could have brought the the remaining Jacksons out for that. Something. But hey, welcome to Who's Men's Podcast. Nice to see you. How's your weekend? Did everything okay? Some <laughs> <laughs> lie happened. Not Carly killing me. Trying to kill me. Oh man, weekend was good, man. It was, it was good. I uh, one of our coworkers uh, was moving on, and so we had a little get together for her. So I went out and took her out, and. Had some food. Actually, this is what leads me to this story. I'm just gonna cut right to it. I have a story there. So we go to this. Um, I would say it's not like upscale, upscale, but your meal is Ooh. gonna be around like between like 15 and like. But so we get there and uh, we first of all, so I love my people, but when it comes to planning and being on time, hey, and doing shit, we haven't mastered. Yeah. We're still struggling with this. You know. So the day before, our friend she uh, goes around uh, the lab and asks like, "What people? What who's coming? Who are you bringing? Are you and all this stuff?" And I was like, "You know what? She, I was like, you probably should probably do this maybe like two days in advance, just so you can get an idea because things are gonna switch come Friday. Just wait on it." Mm-hmm. It's like, no, 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 wait. It's like, all right. You don't know who you're dealing with. You should know, but you don't know. Um, so, of course, the day, like, there's, like, no one's making decisions where they want to go eat. They, people are saying, I'm bringing this person. And yeah, 
We're asking why you're bringing that person in the first place. All that type of stuff. Finally, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> get to the location, and this place only allows you to make up to ten people. Like you, the max uh, people you can have on your reservation is ten people, and we had more than ten, so I had to make two separate reservations. Mm. <laughs> so we get there late, of course. Um, the, people, the person who had the first registration was who were ten minutes late. Um, so we thought they thought they lost the seats. So we got them, and then make things worse, they don't sit us next to each other. So my two, this is a celebration for a coworker, and one table, section of the table is on the lower side of the restaurant. The <laughs> And then another section, another table is at the other side of the table, uh, the other side of the restaurant. So already people are shitty. <laughs> so we get to finally sit down and it's a little like when you have people who you work with, like at work, it's like a cool relationship. But as soon as you step outside, it's like, y'all don't talk to each other really. Well, well, <laughs> look, look, yeah. <laughs> like you do <laughs> you say when you're at work the only time you guys talk is really properly work what so very there's a lot of awkward moments because there's some people who just don't talk to each other regularly sit across from each other and try to make them and uh so we finally sit down and the lady the manager um works it out she's like well we'll put two tables together and oh okay that's nice so we're going back to our with our stuff and they grab they grab like a fourth person table and put it next to each other <laughs> so now we're like 20 like 18 people sitting at a table that should like around the table that probably should sit six seven people comfortably <laughs> wow so so i'm at the very end i got a corner i got a corner of the table and to make things worse they put like all the funny and loud people at the end of the table so basically they put all the, the, the cool black folks at one side of the table we're all sitting together so like the people like usually who are like the click at work where we hang out most of the time jokes we're all at one side of the table and like the old folk are that was problem number one drinks start start coming as if every drink comes out there feels like there's a roast session that comes in with that drink at the end of the table we order food 20 minutes to come in and then everyone's getting their food. Um, everyone's excited. I'm happy for people for giving their food because they were like pissed off and, and hungry. So I'm like, oh, you got your food. It looks real good. All right, cool. Usually when you start talking to people about their food, you're waiting for your food to get there. Um, All the time. So everyone's like smiling, laughing. Blah, blah, blah. Guess who gets their food last? Doesn't get their food. Me. So Damn, you don't even get fit? <laughs> I'm at the corner of the table. Like literally when I say corner, I'm literally... If I, I could, probably the best thing I could have done was just put the plate on my lap and eat type of corner. That's how it was. Um, oh, so, damn. Yeah, it was that squeeze. Like, so now it's just awkward. So usually it's like, oh, I just, you know, she just missed me. Like, I'll be, it'll, it'll get here in like two minutes. And I don't like to be that person who's like, excuse me, excuse me, uh, where's my food? So I usually like, you know, just wait for a little bit, which was, I shouldn't have done that based on the people who are around me because I told you every drink comes with a roast session. So it, it was it was my turn to get roasted, I guess, in this scenario. So to make matters worse, the only thing they bring out to me is a small ass plate of tater tots that I got. Wow. 
They could have left that. They could have. So, right. so, so she brings my tater tots. And I'm like, oh, nice. So my food's coming. So everyone's smashing, killing. And I'm trying to like savor these tater tots so I can like enjoy them with my main course. That's not yet that yet there. And one of my coworkers' husbands looks over to my looks over to his left and looks at me and looks at my plate. He's like, "That's all you getting, bro?" I was like, "Yeah." I didn't even get a chance to to finish what I was gonna say. And he's like, well, damn, brother, you on a budget or what? <laughs> Did y'all just get me? <laughs> <laughs> hey, he ain't got to go in pockets, low key. Oh, no. Like, oh, no. Oh, what no. if that was the case? <laughs> I was like, oh. God damn it. Who is that? Hey, y'all, Kyrat right over here, bro. <laughs> that's what it was. Look over here. Hey, and broke it boy, subtle. broke boy. Yeah, that's <laughs> him. <laughs> like, it wasn't subtle one bit. It was like, damn, man. You know, y'all didn't get paid today. You on the budget? <laughs> <laughs> like, Before I can be on a diet or something. Maybe like, I just like tots. <laughs> damn. I you want a side of cake? Like, damn. Those tater tots. And I was, like, can you afford that? And another coworker <laughs> was like, oh, he had no budget. See how many drinks he had? I was like, excuse you. Damn. <laughs> Hands all up in your pocket. Like, what's going on? What did, I wow. do? what did I do? I'm alcoholic what and I'm broke. How does that work? <laughs> <laughs> so of course I'm like, all right, this is my time to just be like, excuse me, ma'am, can I get my food at any point? Because I don't want to get, I don't want people in my pocket anymore. Exactly. So she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. And you know what? She it, it little took took her like less than ten seconds. She was it went came back had my food, and I was like, oh, so you knew that was my food? And she's like, oh, we must have just missed it. Oh, you just missed the food that was on the, you know, ready to be picked up that had a tag like a. Ticket on it and say what was supposed to, where it was supposed to go. So I finally get my food, sit down, and of course by the time I get my food, everyone's halfway through there. So I'm just eating by myself and it just looks sad. And I'm I just I don't I it's just I hate getting food last at a, a restaurant. It just makes you don't know what to do. You don't know whether to stop talking right. to people because people are eating. You don't want to be rude and be all up in their mouth, or you could be like my home my homeboy and just get in someone's pocket and be like, hey man, what you eating? Is you know it's just awkward, and then there's people who don't really care at all. Especially if you're going to like a nice restaurant now, now you really feel like people are in your pockets because well, why aren't you eating a full course meal? You don't want to spend money or stuff like that. I'm just like, oh, man, just give me my food on time. Does that ever happen to y'all? Yeah, and it doesn't help that I'm a very very slow eater. So if yeah, I ever right. get my food last, <laughs> I might as well just ask for a carryout plate at that point. You eat like a sloth, dog. Well, look, I enjoy it, okay? Yeah. Like your mouth. I enjoy it. <laughs> like a sloth. Yo, Shock, do you remember what happened in Puerto Rancis? What? Do you remember we went out to that seafood spot, and they just, the waitress just straight up didn't even ask what you wanted? She <laughs> straight up left Asked all seven of us what you wanted to eat. They just they just walked away. <laughs> the, bad, the bad part is that wasn't the first time. Like... We've gone out many times and I've just been ignored. <laughs> yeah, nah, you ain't hungry. I can tell. Yeah, you don't need nothing. Oh, you're here just to enjoy <laughs> your you friend's company. How nice of you. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> uh, anyways, well, that was my story of the weekend. Don't get your food. Don't get your food last. I hope not to get your food last. If you get your food last, don't be around people that are going to roast you. If you're going to be around people that are going to roast you, make sure you have another drink so you can just roast them back. Exactly. And that's the dilemma I was in. How was your weekend, Brian? Hey, I didn't go to any fancy restaurants and, like, you know, have friends and stuff. But 
It was cool. It's like, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> hey, shout out to Amber, who was on the podcast, one of our first episodes uh, here in uh, Dallas. She hosted like a MSU, Michigan State University for you now fans, um, black alumni uh, brunch over the weekend. So it was dope to just get around people and talk and watch the game, have a little fun. We met some really cool people. Uh, shout out to Darno who's been on the podcast a few times. We went out to his uncle's house, which is like in the middle of nowhere. Um, and when I say middle of nowhere, like no reception, you don't have Wi-Fi, mm. you about to have some intimate bonded time. All right? <laughs> and if you don't want to bond, well, <laughs> go to sleep. How long was the drive? But <laughs> uh, It's only an hour and a half. Like, when I say middle of nowhere, like we were talking, and he was like, yeah, my neighbor, like, is a mile away. And I was like, a mile away? Like, <laughs> you know how much stuff I get done in a mile? <laughs> like, wow. But shout out to him for the wine, biggest wine drinker. But when I tell you I became a wine drinker <laughs> over the weekend, I'm not going to say how many bottles, all right? But there were bottles, all right? It wasn't just me, <laughs> all right? I'm not going not gonna to be out here like that. But, whoo. It was a good time, a lot of good conversation, and he made probably the top three best gumbo, okay? And had the nerve to have brisket with it and all these types of salads and homemade rice and homemade butter. He, he's a chef. I probably should have started with that, but <laughs> it, don't matter. it don't matter. The audacity... <laughs> to produce that much food and then look at us and be like, oh, yeah, this was nothing. It was, you know, I just put something together for y'all. And we over there drooling, <laughs> like, literally looking <laughs> the bowl. So, but, yeah. Darnold's uncle's a lot cooler than him. Well, look, if you don't put two and two together, then hurry up. What well, <laughs> <Because, laughs> well, well, okay. I'm trying to figure but out Charles is cool. What happened? Like, why that jeans skip Darnold? That's all I was trying to figure out. Or make sure. <laughs> Well, but we'll, we'll figure that out later. We will. <laughs> One day. <laughs> One day. <laughs> what about you, Ron? Oh, uh, man. So I guess I probably had to even more chill weekend. Like I said, I've pretty much just been chilling this month. I ain't really getting into too much. Did a little brunch with, uh, with Tori. Did a little chilling. So it ain't too much for me to really talk about. I don't have any stories for y'all this week. So we can go ahead and get down to it because I really want to hear this recap you got for us about that award show that happened over the weekend. So, so let's go ahead and dive in. So wait, none of y'all watched. I saw the like first half an hour. Kind half of. an hour? That's the monologue. <laughs> okay, I, didn't, I saw like I saw a half an hour because I didn't see no monologue, but I did see like half an hour. You Conrad? Nope. <laughs> so why do you why I was just so excited to hear your why? recap. I didn't even want to watch the show because I just wanted to hear you. Give me that bullshit. Like <laughs> why do you do every that year? Time? Why do you ask I don't know. Question? I don't know. You even know. said this last week. I'm about to get started the show. I'm going to ask y'all if y'all watch the show, and I'm going to be mad. But I said that with hopes that y'all would feel guilty right. and be like, well, I don't want him to be alone. So, and I even I even sent a reminder to you guys, like, oh, man, I'm enjoying the Grammys right now. And what was <laughs> and what was our response back to well, I don't think you responded at all. And then exactly. I think I think Ron just said like, "Oh, Tori telling me what's going on." So yeah, 
I just so, so you knew. <laughs> I do. You know how you like just lie to listeners. You lie to yourself sometimes. <laughs> you lie to yourself in hopes that stuff will change and it'll never change. This is an abusive relationship if you think about it. But we'll talk about that <laughs> on our hundredth episode. Man, but the Grammys, all right. So look, I'm gonna start with the positives. Alicia Keys, surprisingly, I, I did forget she was hosting like midway through, but for the start of it, she was she was good. You know, not trying to be funny, just keeping the show going, sharing some, you know, inside scoop that only like a Grammy, a 15-time Grammy winner would have. Um, so that was dope. Majority of the performances were great. All right, Janelle Monet, who I think might be my future wife. I'm just putting that out there. Um, I think. All right, yeah, maybe you want her. Okay. Wow. <laughs> I think she knows. <laughs> I don't think Janelle she knows you. Yeah, I'm about to say. Or little, your type. Might be a little difficult, difficult for you, but hey. Well, do y'all want to move to the next topic or what? <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're doing. Okay. Uh, Janelle was great. She was amazing. Uh, her. Her, 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 H-E-R, H dot E dot R dot, was amazing, all right? Her performance was great. I think it was uh, cool to, I remember when I found out about her, and I thought, like, I was the only person who knew about her, then I found out everybody knew about her, and I was the late one, (laughs) but it felt like you had, you know, your biggest secret, kind of your biggest, greatest secret stage, and while the crowd and you was like oh no i was there when she first started but she was so dope uh and thankfully her she won an award that won two awards that night we had a lot of a lot of a lot of black people to celebrate that night who won awards pj morton who we've uh podcast actually the album we reviewed on this podcast just in a different form won uh on sunday and apology Okay, look, I wasn't going to go there, all right? <laughs> but if we're going to go there, let's go there. Yeah. So if you remember our Super Bowl episode, we or not episode, but when we talked about the Super Bowl halftime performers being Maroon 5, I don't know what I said verbatim, okay? And I'm not going to go back and listen and try to figure it out. Well, you know, you know. But <laughs> I'm pretty sure I said something about them having a black guy that don't nobody know. Okay. <laughs> well, that black guy's PJ Morton, and uh, we've had a whole podcast about him. I've literally talked up this album to so many people, and I just so happened to look up his name and Maroon Fire together, and there he was. Or actually, I looked up who's the black guy in Maroon Fire. That's what I looked up. <laughs> And they said, <laughs> they said PJ Morton. I was like, wow, <laughs> you learn something new every day. But PJ, I'm proud of you, man. Um, now let's get into the let's get into the crap that happened. Um, well, first, were you guys surprised? I'm, I'm sure you you know the. Nah, that's how you lead yourself into trouble. Do you guys know or have any surprises for winners? Over the weekend, or those who didn't win, if you happen to look at the list of winners, I was pleasantly surprised by how much Gambino won. Yeah, first rapper to win song and record of the year ever. 
for uh, This Is America. I was kind of surprised. I, I won't lie. I kind of forgot about the song, to be honest with you. But it, I, I was not mad at either of those awards. What about you, Conrad? Fuck, man. I'm just here to listen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was really hoping you were going to well, ask you, Conrad. <laughs> so I'm just like, let me just be quiet and see where it goes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I was uh, I have not man. looked at the only thing I've seen about the Grammys is what Black Twitter was posting, which is well, key. so I'll keep up much about it. And we're about to get there. All right. We're about to get there because look, um, but also shout out to the Carters, um, better known as um, you know Beyonce and Jazzy. Okay. Uh, who Don't won a Grammy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they won a Grammy for uh, Tori's favorite album, Everything is Love. So, you know, we were well represented. However, uh, performance-wise, right? So, look, we talked about J-Lo last week. And I want to be fair. She did the best. She did exactly what I think everybody thought she would do. And you should take from that what you will. But what I will say is, how dare you, Grammys, allow for someone who has no affiliation in Motown. Yeah, she said this whole story about her mom used to play her Motown music and all that. Okay, whose yeah, mom did We get it. By that standard, I'm qualified. You ain't see my black ass on the stage. <laughs> all right? And she crying and shit like, I'm going to dedicate this to my mama. You 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 should have dedicated your own songs to your mama, okay? <laughs> no, nah, I wasn't gonna go there. <laughs> what's <laughs> what's J Lo's full ethnicity? Look, uh, I ain't read the Wikipedia. <laughs> I, like, I was gonna say I ain't did the twenty three and me, but <laughs> oh, she, I'm just thinking. No, she Latina. I know that. <laughs> I know that. If I say it right. That's it, right. I hope so. What did you say? What did you say? What did you say? Latina. It's Latina. Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> you said it right. God. You just didn't say it. Cammy don't kill me. Because I got nervous that Cammy, you know, former guest podcast, was going to come on and be like, get your dumb ass. I'm like, what you. Uh, I mean, we can always bring her back for that. <laughs> I always welcome Cammy on this podcast. But it. It just felt so uncomfortable watching her because, one, she had basically Smokey Robinson, who, if you do your research, right, wrote basically every major hit from that Motown era. He wrote it, right? He was literally the vice president of Motown with Barry Gordy, who was in the audience watching, being the president. And the fact that they would... Oh, my God. Literally, he was on stage for, like, 20 seconds. And J-Lo carried the whole performance. It would have been okay if we were in Vegas and J-Lo was like, look, I'm about to do a whole Motown show. I'm sure people would enjoy that. I'm sure they would, you know? But this was the Grammys. And this was them telling us that we're celebrating Motown being founded 60 years ago. And this was Barry Gordy still alive in the audience. This was... Diana Ross still alive, performing at the show. This was Smokey Robinson being alive and at the show. Literally the three biggest figures for Motown there, right? And I'm sure Stevie wasn't far. But you had J-Lo, 
come on stage and 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 do this. And I did it last week, and I ain't gonna do all of it again. But you could have done better. And I know there's a show coming up, I think in April or May, where they're gonna have a full dedication to Motown. But my thing is like, why not put her on that show? Put her there, where every you know every other artist is black who was gonna support Motown. Why put why represent her now here at the biggest the biggest award show for music? You let J Lo give a tribute to. Why not just let her do all the tributes then? Let her do the tribute. To <laughs> Fuck it, just give her the whole show. <laughs> give her the whole goddamn show. Let her host. All right. Let's just, let me look watch next up. year. Just watch next year. She's gonna be the host. Okay, you see, tell you, I almost got pissed off. Don't you dare speak that evil. <laughs> I almost got pissed off. <laughs> Did you guys see any performances or this performance? No. I saw the Twitter clips, so I, I saw the outfit and I saw a little bit of her movements, but I didn't watch the full video because I honestly cannot force myself to sit through it. Hey, but that is that true that lady was on the phone during her performance that wanted to go on Twitter? <laughs> so <laughs> she literally <laughs> It that's so that's Diana Ross's uh daughter, it, Diana Ross and Barry Gordy, Barry Gordy's daughter. So it was after that performance. But look, <laughs> I wouldn't blame her if she was. <laughs> the best one I saw was, "Hey, police! They got Jenny from the goddamn block up here doing a performance with my mama and my daddy here. <laughs> Can you come help this?" I just want to say something else. J-Lo ain't even got a Grammy. You couldn't get mm. other people up there who got Grammys? Like, I just don't understand, like, the connection. And I wish the person who, like, came up with it would come forward and be like, yo, look, I, I was tired. And we was just trying to make sure we filled out the show. <laughs> so <laughs> I looked left and I saw her face somewhere on the magazine. I was like, yo, pick J-Lo. Do, let her do whatever she wants. If that was the case. Yeah. But it wasn't. Mm. Yeah, I remember uh, when Mariah Carey threw shade on J Lo back oh, in the I day. I don't know her. That's <laughs> she still don't. Oh, know that's her. classic. That's forever. <laughs> it just popped up on my timeline today, and I saw that. I, I, I still had that gift saved. <laughs> Yo, how would that be? And you like, you know that they know you, but they <laughs> they give an interview saying. I, I don't know her. Like I'm, I I don't know. Like how? Oh, I'm even you? talking about the one. I'm I'm even talking about the one where they're talking about how Mariah is talking about how she doesn't sleep. Like sleeps only three hours a day, and then they compared her to J Lo, asking like, "Well, J Lo gets you know gets her adequate amount of sleep," and Mariah was like, "Well, yeah, if I had the luxury of not singing my own songs, I, I guess I would be able to <laughs> be able to sleep and." Get enough sleep too. Whoa! I was like, Look, Mariah is clean shade. Like she what? is. Why is that top tier with the shade? Yeah, like <laughs> I want to say that to like, somebody. Like <laughs> I'm tired. Well, I'm I'm well rested. Well, I would be too if I was less talented than me. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> I want to use. That. All right, let me write that down real quick. Hello. Uh, <laughs> Brian's gonna be talking to all his people at work. The, Are you tired? That, right? <laughs> Are you tired? <laughs> Just try it over and over. I'm tired. I'm tired. Just waiting for someone to take the bait. <laughs> that was probably the most talked about performance. I mean, there were some other weird moments like Drake 
who but got up on stage and said Grammys aren't everything, basically. And it was like, is that <laughs> beige, man? Just take your award that you so, just want and get off the stage. Like, <laughs> I beige, actually really like that he did that. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> beige, man. I'm sorry. Was that rude? Sorry. Sorry, Joe. Sorry, Beige man, <laughs> you ain't right for that. Bro. I just hate when people win awards and they get up there and they talk about how the award doesn't mean anything. But it's like everybody you just beat, it probably would mean a lot to them to win it. Like they, that doesn't make me feel better that you don't really care much about the award you just beat me for. I said that's not what I took away from it though. I think it was more of a, like a. A motivation from the standpoint of don't make don't let this award make or break your ability to think about it if you're successful because hmm. yeah. from what i from what i gathered he was saying like if you get people out here who are paying tickets for your show like people out here who don't make a lot of money but they're still willing to take money out their check and come see you you're already winning you don't need some somebody to give you an award to solidify that that's true you know what and that sounds good but at the same time, Travis was almost in uh, Kylie's bosom about to get mothered because he was looking real hurt. And you saw how <laughs> how proud Cardi was, even though Offset was up there looking like a Teletubby. Like, you saw how proud she was to win her award. And, like... We can talk about. But I don't think he was saying don't be, don't take pride in it if you win or not. But like, I think it was more of if you don't win, don't let this break you. Like, yeah, okay, if you won, be happy. But if you didn't, don't you don't have to let this ruin your whole night. Or is that why his uh, mic got cut off? Then I don't think so. I think it was because he made like he had a pause in that conversation and it looked like he was done. And then, I mean, the Grammys got a little cutthroat at the end. It was like, look, we going over time, so. Let's get these speeches out. Yeah, apparently he was rambling and they were over already, already. So it was bad timing, but I don't think that was the reason. No. But let's go ahead and talk about Cardi. I have a few thoughts on that one. So what you what you think about her win? Hey, first shout out to Cardi being the first uh, female rapper of all time who won the album, the, the rap album of the year award, uh, which I, I found... I thought it was so surprising. I thought for sure that Missy won it. And I thought for sure that Lauren won it. But no. So Lauren technically doesn't she have a credit with the Fuji's when they won? I believe that's yeah. The closest we got before Cardi. I just thought that was interesting. But hey, that is the fact. So she's on she's just on fire right now in every aspect. Really is. Really is. Um I guess what were you guys' thoughts? So, I mean, I'm still a Cardi fan. I am happy for her, but I don't think that she deserved it, to be honest. Ooh. I don't think that that was the award for her. Like, I think her being nominated was appropriate, but I don't think winning. I feel like it's a step too far for me. What was the best rap album of the year? So, I mean, it's hard for me. Of the ones that were nominated, I would have given it to either Astroworld or Daytona, just due to the creativity from, from Travis and, and the pure technical skill from Pusha. Mm. I think that Cardi's rapping is more of a a pop rap, which isn't bad in itself. I mean, Drake has made a freaking fortune off his pop rap, so it's not to say that pop rap doesn't deserve to be recognized and appreciated, but it just really felt like 
she only won because she's hot right now. That's what I was going to say. I was not surprised she won. Just like everything that's going for her right now, it's just like it was almost inevitable that she was going to win. When I saw, at least for that one, I, I saw the nominee, and then when I saw it, I was like, okay, she's going to win. See, I, I guess I disagree because I feel like not only was it one of the best-selling albums of the year, which, no, sales does not factor into the Grammys, but... I do think from start to finish, it was one of the best albums of last year. Now, you can get technical and be like, hey, did she write it? Was her flow the best? Her rhymes the best? You can get real, like, I was going to make up a word, like hip, hip-hop ethical about it, but... <laughs> hip-hop Don't ask me. Um, but it was a hip-hop album. It was a rap album. And from start to finish, and I remember we talked about it on this podcast, it was a fire album. And I think going into, I mean, look, you you want to be, especially if you're like a, a purist and you want your hip hop albums to be, you know, a certain way. No, that's not the album for you. And it was a very, very popular album. Um, but I'm just saying, like, from start to finish, she had fire. And I look, I ain't listened to many of those other albums, but I know they didn't get the same. I didn't see the same reviews for those albums as I did uh, Cardi. I guess for me, it's one thing that I sometimes don't understand when it comes to, like, for what Rama is saying, like, how her album, well, the way she raps is the like pop rap. And, like, so at what point. Do we understand what is pop rap and what's like hip hop? And should know? they be separated? Because the way she raps or what, the way she was rapping on that album compared to the ones that she was nominated against, I feel like you can split it down the middle. I Who else would you put on her side? Huh? Who else would you put on her side as, as, like, as far as being in the same category? Um, I mean, you kind of said Drake, but he has a mixture of albums too, but I mean, I can't really think of like someone off the top of my head, but the only people I maybe because I only listen to as far as like big time rappers in my mind is Travis Scott that I'd put on that I think is a straight up hip hop artist. I didn't get to listen to much of Daytona, <clears throat> but I I guess the way the rhythm and the way it sounds is what I depict as what of what hip hop is. As like the way Travis sounds or Pusha sounds or someone like um, J. Cole. Um, that's what I think of right off the bat when I think of hip hop. And But I, yeah, that's the, the best way I can describe it. So that's why I guess it's hard for me to, to necessarily say that this is hip hop and this is pop rap all the time. Or when, when something's nominated, why isn't her, why is some people called hip hop and some of them are not called hip hop? Or some sound like hip hop, and they're not called hip hop. You know, do you guys get what I'm asking? Or yeah, I get that. I do think that people who make that that separation are being like just way too trying to exclusive. They're trying to be too exclusive, exclusive with it. Because I do think that pop rap is still a part of hip hop, and it's one of the reasons why hip hop has gotten so big as it is. Mm-hmm. You know, it wouldn't pull the streaming numbers it does. It wasn't for the, the pop rappers out there making stuff that people want to hear when they're in the, at the club or at the bar or, or on their commercials and stuff like that. So I don't think there's anything wrong with it. But I guess the reason why I just feel like it was too much for Cardi to win it is that I feel like her album was more of just a performance. I feel like she had the least involvement with the creation of the work. 
Like it feels like someone gave her the beat, someone gave her the words, they probably gave her the flow, and she just went in the studio and performed it, which isn't necessarily wrong. Like that's not bad. I, I mean, the output ended up being really good. Like I'm not taking anything from the album; it was still good. Yeah. But compare that to when I compare it to someone like Travis Scott, who who had a ton of the production of his own album, or Pusha T, who wrote the words for everything that he said. It just feels like less work earned more. She gets more credit for less work in that regard for, for winning that album, for winning that award. See, but then I feel like okay, some of that, some of that way of thinking should probably come up at the BET Hip Hop Awards or the I don't think they have the Source Awards anymore. But it's talk, I mean, the Grammys is sim- they I, if you look at like every nominate or every category at the Grammys, they literally define what it takes to be nominated for this award and being able to write your own rhymes or produce your own vocals all that stuff is not part of it it's just simply you know was i forget i don't have the terms in front of me but did you rap on this album were you the main contributor as in vocally oh well this is a rap album and we're going to put you in this category i feel like the bt hip-hop award should then be like oh well, how much was written, and, and or there should be an award show that does kind of credit all of that additional stuff, but it's not the Grammys. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. I will say it was uncomfortable as hell watching Offset on every being every single frame that she was on. And I get it when he came up on stage with her, like she wouldn't let him go. But if you look at them pictures, I don't know if you guys seen the pictures from the red carpet. Where he's just there, looking like a looking like someone like put him there, but sadly no, he was just standing there looking awkward. It just felt weird <laughs> with all that we know about their relationship. Did you guys see that? I saw all the jokes about it. I do think that I get it. Like he wants to support her, but I feel I do feel like he did the most of him going up on stage with her. Like let your wife have her moment. You know, but that's just me, I guess. And to be fair, she did pull him up there. Like, she was acting like she couldn't walk at some point. Which, hey, I ain't never won a Grammy. I probably, I would just pass out, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, honestly, I didn't even really think too much that he was doing too much about being so attached to her. Because, I mean, really, she, she was the reason he was there. Nothing Migo did was relevant for this show that I can think of. Yeah. But what I, what I did find really strange was that he was also promoting like his album rollout immediately afterwards. Whoa. I don't know, it might have even been during. That seemed to be really peculiar timing to drop that announcement on the, that you, exact same night. You don't think he did plan? Like it wasn't planned? Mm. Oh, I know, I know it was planned. Like there's no question about that. Uh, but have, that have is the seen, fact that it happened. Right? Have you seen some of the stuff with his album rollout, like documentary and all that? Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. Um, well, I saw the clips from the, the promotional video that was put out that featured some some of the uh, video footage from Cardi giving birth. Which that was just that's just strange to me. I don't know who decided that that was needed to be part of this. We what? did not need to be in the room with them when, when that happened. But I mean, I guess you do what you gotta do to get clicks and make headlines these days. And it, it definitely did because I saw that way too much of my time. I, <laughs> like I didn't I, I didn't wake up on Monday morning think I was gonna see a picture of Cardi giving birth, but. Lo and behold, more than once. <laughs> Here we but are. This is, this is why I don't want to be famous. It's because, like, 
that's something to me that's just that's a private moment. Like I don't I don't know why, but I guess people were probably way too hyped like to see that. Or it's just like why do we have Her to see it? Yeah. Like that's just some I feel like that's something that's between you and your partner or whoever's in that room. Why like spread it across the world? I don't know. Just because they're famous and celebrities, it's like we have to see that they're oh, Cardi can get have a kid too and look like this. Like, why? You don't you don't care if your neighbor's looking like that. Okay, right. And also, this doesn't make sense to me for Offset's music. Like, I don't, I would be highly surprised <laughs> if at any point in during that album we hear something positive about him being a father. Like, we're still going to hear the same drug, hoes, money, rap. So, like, that, that image doesn't align with, with the content. What if he makes, what if he makes a, a soundtrack out of cardiac screaming and giving birth? Man. <laughs> <laughs> If it's fire, I'm gonna listen to it. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> Brand doesn't agree with that. I don't, I, I don't think I'll ever listen to uh, Offset feature. Um, Offset, push, push. Wow. Well, so did y'all feel? Are we ready to move on? Because I got another question about this. Another award from that night. Oh yeah. Let's go. So, did y'all feel any type of way about old girl whose name I should know, but I can't remember one in the album of the year? Uh, Casey Musgrove. I'm probably pronouncing yeah. it wrong, but country artist. Let me be honest, because I've been pissed off many, many years uh, for who goes home with the album of the year. Um, my answer is no, and I was a, I was so wanting like Janelle Monet to win or her to win, but at the end of the day, I knew that neither would, simply because I just didn't think they had enough support. I honestly feel like this was the weakest album of the year category in many, many years, and I feel like if we ever look back on this, if this is a trivia question. That'll be a hard question to answer. Who won the album of the year Grammy at this year's award or 2019 awards? I feel like that's going to be very hard for people to like answer because it was so forgettable. Like <laughs> I didn't even care. Um, even like best new artist too. Like the fact that her didn't win that. I was like, okay, I kind of understand that, but I don't care. I don't care. I feel like her. Who do, who do you get that one? Uh, Dua Lipa. Dua Lipa. Dua okay, Lipa. Yeah. Hey, she's fine though. She's too tall for me though. I can't date tall girls. You gotta be. You gotta be <laughs> Thanks for that insight. Yeah, let me just let y'all know. You gotta be five seven. Okay, eight or below. All right, ladies. So yeah, are you five niners and up? Just go ahead and shut it down. Oh, Brian, I ain't got time for you. Sorry, above average height. Thank you very much. Love our true. Okay. So I would I say also, I, would, <laughs> I definitely was not surprised that she would end up being the one to walk away from it, to walk away winning it. But it really does upset me with just how much hip hop gets snubbed from that award. So I, I was seeing some stats and figures that of all the times that a hip hop album has been nominated for an album of the year, only. Eight percent of the time has it actually won. Shit, we only so got they, two, right? 
I, I think so. We got what Fuji one one, and then we'll no Lauren. One? I oh yeah, yeah. that's hip hop. But hey, I think yeah, I was thinking go, rap. But yeah, Lauren won that. Like she won and Outcast. We got two awards. Why is that? Ever? Hello. I mean, I feel like the nominations at this point feel like just pity nominations. Like, all right, we know they'll be mad if we don't nominate them, so we're going to at least put their name on the list. But everyone in that room knows that the hip-hop artist isn't walking away with it. I agree, <clears throat> which I was really happy. Um, well, if you if, if you ain't following Will Smith on Instagram, like, what are you doing? But he posted a picture of, I think it was 30 years ago, which was the first time that um, – best rap performance was awarded at the Grammys but they announced that they weren't going to show it on television so all the hip hop nominees who were part of that award chose to boycott the Grammys and you talking about these ain't well, see I don't have to put down today's hip hop for that hip hop I don't have to do that I'm not uh, let me name some names you're talking about Salt and Pepper you're talking about Will Smith and Jazzy Jeff. You're talking about Public Enemy. You're talking about... Those are the only ones I remember right now. But they were all together and saying, hey, uh, Ice Cube was in the picture too. We're not going to the Grammys. Like, if you ain't gonna put us on TV, then don't just have us there for pity, you know? Or for views so that we sit in your audience. Um, It made me think of that, what you just said, Ron. Like, don't just give me a pity album of the year award because you want to fill out every category and make sure people stay tuned until the end of the show. Like, I don't know what it takes for Grammy voters to appreciate all music as opposed to just comfortable music. Um, maybe it's more diversity. Maybe it's younger. I don't know. Like, but yeah, I, I never feel like the rap artist is going to win ever. I'm always surprised if they even come close. So that's why I guess my question is like, what is it? People aren't streaming because what is it? Wasn't it, isn't that like hip hop the number one listened, most listened genre in America or something? Or what was it? Yeah, I believe it's the, the most streamed genre. So okay. it pulls the most numbers on those platforms. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So how, are they looking at those numbers or is it literally votes of people? Um, votes of votes of people, like actually uh, looking at those things. Like what, like what is the criteria for a Grammy album to win or a genre to win? Or is it? Well, let's, are people more mad because if like a country person wins, is it more? Are they mad because people don't like? Well, I guess I'll say is it a race thing where if like oh if country wins, people are like well they give it to the air quote the white. Uh, genre or something like that. Like that's stuff I'm trying to think of because what's the what's the criteria? Why are people? Why is it not happening? Why are people upset about it? It will be clear. Like Grammys, like the Oscars, or uh, you have to be invited to vote. So you can imagine that many of the voters don't look like those who maybe listen to hip hop uh, and don't look like possibly the artists who are being nominated. Uh, and are probably much older than the nominees who are being nominated. Uh, and they may shit. They may just vote with their interests. Well, we know they vote with their interests. Um, I think that's an opportunity. I think the Oscars has done a good job of trying to do better with that uh, with their show. 
I think the Grammys has a long way to go. I think that's why so many people are choosing not to watch it. I mean, look, they've got some of their lowest viewers. The Grammys used to be the third most watched telecast of the year behind the Super Bowl and the Academy Awards. Now, I mean, look, they're losing to regular TV shows. So I'd be curious to see where it goes here. But Grammys overall, yeah, right, whatever. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I ain't going to get your lips up. I would just say Grammys overall is still my favorite award show because I love music, and I still do put a lot of weight behind the Grammys. And I love the fact that they – it is the one place where everyone has to appreciate, you know, all music, like it, gospel, country, Americana, shout out to Brandy Carlisle, pop, rap, whatever it may be. If you're going to watch this broadcast, you have to watch all these different artists. I do appreciate that. Let me ask you one question before we move on. If, uh, Reggae artist won album of the year. How would you guys feel? If it was I would the be best crazy album, surprised. I would love it, huh? If you it was love the it? best album, I would love it. But how would you? I guess my question is, how would you know it if you? I guess if you don't listen to reggae, would you feel some type of way? Because I feel like a lot of people are like would say, "Well, why they win best album of the year?" Because they don't know much about it. Well, here I'll give you like my example of why. I don't think that way. I remember, I think it was 2002, if I'm not mistaken. But that was the year that, uh, what's her name? Uh, Nora, I don't know why. I can't think of her last name. But it was this little known artist who swept the Grammys, right? Same thing happened with Adele when she first came out. Ron, don't say nothing. Um, (laughs) You know, it happens every now and again where there's this artist who you don't know but everyone knows that the album actually deserves the award. I love when that happens because then it's like a challenge. Like, why didn't you know this was going to happen? Have you listened to this person? Go buy the album. Go listen to it. Does it deserve it? And I can't really argue against those losses. You know, if I felt passionate about one artist versus another, if I haven't given every artist the fair shake, to go and, you know, listen to it. So that's why every year when I watch the Grammys, I'm 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 writing down names like, oh, you know, that album, I need to listen to this. Oh, they thought that was popular. Okay, I'll I'll listen to it. And then I can go home and be like, okay, yeah, I get why that album won. Or I don't get or I'm even pissed off more because that album wasn't even as good as you thought it was. So that's how so I are you gonna it. listen to this country album that won? I might, because old girl, you know what I like about country music? Let me just say this. They have what I think are the most relatable lyrics. And if you know me, I love lyrics. I love listening to the words of the song. They have the most relatable lyrics of any genre. and <laughs> Meaning you can be as smart as you want to be. You can be as dumb as you want to be. You're going to get what they're talking about in this country song. All right? <laughs> if you just listen. I, re- I heard a song the other day. The guy said, look, I had I had tequila, and I fell in love with you. And every time I drink tequila, I think of you. I'd have been drunk many times and thought of a girl because that was the <laughs> drink I was drinking. Okay? So, look, I might be a country music. Just, I just need to, like, chill out and listen to it. I guess what I was trying to, like, 
I guess make full circle is I feel like people are upset when the album of the year isn't hip hop or R and B or Beyonce. Yeah. Or Beyonce. And if it's nothing out, it doesn't matter if, if it was, I feel like if it was a regular artist that was black, yeah, they'll support them because they're black, but they'll still not be happy that because it wasn't within those three top genres. If it was a jazz album of the year, oh, I don't think people would be happy about it as much as they would still be talking like, well, that was bullshit. They shouldn't have, you know, if they're competing against like Beyonce or Kanye or whoever is a top name hip hop artist. Yeah. So I just feel like, yes, there is. Um, I'm There is a stigma of, you know, hip hop being, and the stats have shown as Rana said that it's, more than likely not going to win, but I also don't think, but I also feel that if it's not those, if it's not hip-hop or R&B, people aren't going to be happy, or I should say, black people won't be as happy for it, in my mm. opinion, at least. I think that's true. And at the same Maybe time, I, though, who, if we don't rap for us, who will? Because they know when, I don't that, see, oh. I don't think there's going to be too much of an outrage of it outside of our culture. But I only think the only time we outrage about Grammys, I mean, is Maybe because we only maybe because we see a lot of, of black Twitter and stuff like that. But anytime I hear about anything about Grammys and people being upset about it, I don't see white people talking about it. I more at least see black people talking about it. Yeah, I mean, it's the same for me, but I really can't say that that's reflective of the entire landscape because that's just the circle yeah. that I follow. Like I purposely only follow people who talk about hip hop. So, of course, that that's all sense. I see people be be upset about. I don't Agreed. follow anyone who, who listens to country, so. I didn't see any. T- I didn't even know who that woman was. And t- even though you just said her name, I still can't fully remember what her name is. So, yeah, is the reason why I didn't specifically say that another album should have won because I do think that the quality of the albums, even the hip hop albums that were nominated, are not like the best we've ever had. So, I'm not particularly upset about one of them not winning. Mm-hmm. I just think it's very telling that hip hop has the very the, the lowest of all genres nomination to winner ratio mm-hmm. that is interesting i've never i've never heard it put like that so huh, i don't know i mean look a lot and of the second lowest is r&b so it, it, it's definitely a, a bit of a tra- pattern there the funny thing is a lot of those nominations are probably like three people kanye eminem and jay-z so like yeah. hey i'm or i mean kendrick obviously has been nominated for each of his albums so but like hey how much what diversity in hip-hop and how many people are getting the option for album of the year and i i can definitely say like my favorite album of the year has never oh let me say it again yeah it's never won actually the grammy for album of the year. so everybody everybody's voice is not heard we know that uh, and it can be better, but yeah. at the same time, it's dope to see like her's reaction to winning her Grammy. Is it Ella Ma or Ellie Ma? I think it's Ella May. Let's just say Buddha. All right, yep. <laughs> Get to see Buddha uh, win her first award and look at her emotion. And even though Janelle and Chloe and Holly didn't win, you had so many people like. Shout out Definitely to for their nominations. Yeah. Yeah. But they killed they they killed their performance. And look, they got a lot more fans going into the award show than what they had. Uh they have a lot more fans coming out of the award show than what they had going in. So that that to me is the magic of the Grammys is that 
in one night, it can make you a star. It yeah. can make you a bigger star than what you were. So that's real. Still my favorite award show. I just hope that everybody's voice is heard in the future. So before we move on, I know y'all don't care too much about this, but I do have to put it out there that I was highly upset that Kanye didn't win producer of the year simply because of just the fact that the production quality of those series of albums that he put out or was part of, I feel like was top notch. Like the albums themselves, the quality varied, but just the actual the variety and the quality of that production, I think should have gave him a gave him that award. But you know, there's not enough time to stand for Kanye, so I'm not gonna die on that hill. Kanye that is actually I don't, I don't yeah, it's a great point. I agree with it. Oh damn, I'm pleasantly surprised. Well, no, I do I, I really do think Kanye uh, is one of the best producers. Like he knows how to put a track together. He knows how to engineer music. Like, he is good at that. You cannot say he's not. I feel like it's, as much as you want to hate on him, as much as you want to right. talk about him, you cannot take away the fact that when he's in that studio and he's doing what he loves, he produces. I agree. I actually do agree. And um, I know Pharrell won the award. And Pharrell had a great year. I mean, to be fair. Yeah. And he's um, also another one of the GOATs. So I'm not, yeah. I'm not upset that, yeah. he's, that he's getting credit. I'm not mad at him. And I'm not even saying just the fact that his name is Pharrell. Like, even if you look at what he produced this year, he was on, obviously, the biggest albums. But, I mean, they were, to me, they were, like, next level Pharrell. They weren't the same old, same old of what he's already done. Um, I am wondering, like, how much did politics play into that? How much did Kanye kind of ruin that for himself? Because uh, I lot. do agree. I mean, Poop did his scoop. I forget the way you say it, but <laughs> Poop did his scoop. Still probably one of the best produced songs I heard last year. Uh, I'm still pissed about it. But yeah, that is, uh, that that's interesting. Hmm. Well, yeah. All right. That's, well, that's all I got from the, from the show. <laughs> that's all. Folks. Hey, shout out to the Grammys. All right, so let's go ahead and keep moving on to our next topic for tonight. So I'm going to pass it right back to you because you got this one that you brought to us. Let's talk about it. Hey, all right. So I'm talking to two guys, one who's engaged, one who will be soon. Um, And look, when you guys do get married, you're going to have to uh, give each other vows, uh, vows of, you know, rich and poor, uh, sickness and <laughs> and help. I'm trying to remember the vows. Wait, Brian, aren't you? Can't you order? Aren't you? What is it? A Can't you order? Yeah, aren't you a minister? I'm an ordained minister. Thank you very much, what's Minister Shapley. Here, what's going on here, man? <laughs> hey, look, it's been you a be while. up at the altar. So <laughs> you um, take Wait, your you wife. Uh, <laughs> uh, let me. <laughs> Let me ask you, uh, you sick or you poor? Do you like him? Oh, both of them. All right, bet. <laughs> bet. All right, run it back, run it back. I got it. All right, bet. Uh, <laughs> but look, y'all are going to have to do that. And there's there's a possibility that one of you can be sick or, God forbid, something could happen that you both were not expecting and you definitely both weren't preparing for it. Well, I think of that when I think of this story about uh, B. Smith, who, if you don't know who B. Smith is, 
She's an African-American icon, honestly. She's a model. She's a, uh, I'm going to pronounce this word wrong, but restaurateur. restaurateur. Yeah, she owns restaurants. Right. Look, I ain't going to challenge you on that. She got restaurants and shit. Um, and she's a lifestyle maven, if you will. All right? So people follow after her to live their best life or did. Well, she was um, diagnosed with, uh, what is it, Alzheimer's uh-huh. back yeah. in 2014. And her husband has stuck by her side and vowed to take care of her as she deals with this ugly disease. Um, well, fast forward, 2019, or 2018, honestly, and uh a story came out with the husband has now moved his girlfriend. You heard that right. The husband to the wife, B. Smith, has moved his girlfriend into the home. And a lot of people are looking at this like, hey, uh, yeah, that's cheating. And how, <laughs> <laughs> how are you allowed to uh, have your girlfriend and your wife live under one, one roof? one roof and what the hell is going on here and is that fair based on her illness she doesn't know what's going on so are you trying to just get over on her like what's happening so i'm wondering like from you guys perspective without getting into too much of the details there's a lot of like shady details and uh stuff we could say but just the premise of if your wife was dealing with some type of disease that they will have to deal with for their whole life, would they ultimately lose themselves? Would you, like, what would you do in that scenario? Would you make this decision or? Just based off of what you gave us without, before going to further details about it, I'm going to say no, because if you are taking marriage seriously, right? Based off like what you said, your vows, and if you're a religious religious person, those vows are before God, right? Um, mm-hmm. There's a reason it says, till death do us part, right? Well, he has taken the vow to take care of his wife, healthy or sick. She's sick, right? She's still well, on this earth. She's well, still on this earth. And just based off this premises you've given us, I'll be, I don't know what stage he's at in Alzheimer's where it's, if she's, or maybe you'll give us that details. But for me right now, I'd be, I would be looking at it as, yes, you are cheating. You are making something against that vow you gave. Now, I don't know if they discussed this before she got sick and crazy. Maybe she said, yeah, you know, as I get, as my uh, Alzheimer's deteriorates my body and mind and all this stuff, I'm okay with you you know, exploring and dating and that, uh, we don't know that, but just off this, I'll, I guess I can't say I'll feel some type of way if I'm diagnosed. Cause I can't really miss it. If I have that disease, I can't really tell what's going on or remember, but I'll feel some type of way. Just looking in like, it's kind of wrong to me. It is wrong to me in my eyes. Yeah. So for me, I would just say that this is one of the scenarios that leaves me extremely conflicted. I'm trying to look at it from both sides and from both perspectives. And 
I would say regardless of the situation, the girlfriend living in the house, I don't think there's an excuse for that. I think that that's off rip. I can't, I can't see that right. being kosher in any sense of no matter what's going on. So I do think that that's definitely past. Wherever you end up drawing the line, no matter who you are, I think that's past it. But as far as like just a simple premise of you know him going out and getting a girlfriend while his wife's going through this, I can't honestly say in full conscience that I'm 100% against him doing that. Because at the end of the day, he's, it's, from what I know, I don't know the full details. I've heard some conflicting stories. He's still doing his part to take care of his wife. He right. hasn't abandoned her in any sense of the word. So I don't know if I can honestly say that. I don't think that it's unfair for him to still try to find a sense of reciprocated love that he can't get from her anymore due to this condition. All right. So I guess for me, the only issue I have of it is, I guess, Ron, if you're saying that you don't have a problem with him going out and finding his significant, next significant other, why make it a public thing? Like, I just, to me, I feel like that him... He has no, there's nothing wrong with him, you know, going out and fighting in your relationship. But I still feel like all his energy right now should be on his wife and taking care of her. He's still doing that. But I feel like that part of him is he's at home and he's taking care of his his wife. And then he's like the same energy that he could be giving, pouring more into his wife and taking care of him and himself is also sharing with another woman while he's still married. It just, I feel like to me, that's just stressful in a way. Maybe it's not, and maybe it works. And look, we have people who are in polygamy and they're living fine or whatever, but it just doesn't, something about it just makes me feel odd. I don't like it. I don't know what it is, but it just makes me feel that you're still married to your wife. She's sick, but you're going and dating other people while your wife's at home and sick, being sick. That's how I'm looking at it, I guess. So starting off with your point about why is it public, I do agree there that this really isn't something that the entire world should be brought in on. But she's a, she was already a public figure, True. so it was. I think it would be pretty hard to keep this completely under wraps. So if that played a part in it, then I don't fully blame them for that. But I do think if they're purposely putting this into the world, then they're wrong for that. Now, but then speaking on the specifics of him putting energy into this new relationship versus taking care of his wife. I think for me, it just feels like it's very easy to judge him for doing that and to say what we what we think he should be doing. But I just I honestly can't imagine being in his position or even in her position and think about what I would want for my significant other. Like it's real easy to talk about, you know, okay, you, he made the commitment and this is what he should be doing as a result of it. But I can I can imagine the emotional toll that takes on someone to spend your entire day putting putting all your energy into taking care of and loving for someone who may may know who you are or may not know who you are from day to day mm. and may re- recollect the time you spent together or may think that you're just some stranger in their house mm. so i can imagine that's got to be stressful and it's something that you got to find a way to stay sane while you're going through it yeah that's that <laughs> i was really curious to hear like how you guys thought about it especially since um you two are really close to this if you think about it I mean, God forbid anything. I don't want anything to happen to any of you or your partners. But you take this vow of marriage and you think that, hey, everything is going to be great. And then you find out like, oh, or not. Well, you learn over time like, oh, this is happening. And this person is dealing with this. And 
now you have to live this life with someone that you didn't you didn't really prepare for it. Uh, and I wonder, and I don't know, like, because it's not in the report, like, hey, did they have a conver- conversation before she was sick on, hey, this is what we'll, you can go do you, do whatever you want to, have fun. Um, I wonder, like, what was that discussion like? And I had a feeling. And I wonder, was. like, you two, like, if you, if like, would you two have that discussion with your significant others? I think, I mean, I can't really tell, but I I think I would say, but I'd like say like, hey, after I die, like, don't feel like you, if you want to like go and find another person and, you know, find love again, it's not, it's like, that's fine. I mean, like, I'm gone. What am I going to say? Right? Like, I'm not here anymore. Um, but I, I do feel that in a I'll, I'm kind of hoping in a way that he, him and his wife did have this conversation at some point before she be, before the sickness got, and that's another thing. We don't know what stage of it. I mean, she had it in 2014. It's Alzheimer's. It's your brain, your, your mental capacity degrades as the disease goes on, you know? So it could have happened where she's like, look, I'm going to get to the point where I'm not going to know who you are. And that's probably going to kill you inside, you know? And hey, if you want to have another partner during this whole mess or someone to like find comfort in and whatever, hey, that's fine. And maybe that was a conversation. And that's where we are now. I mean, like Ron said, it's easy for us to judge and we shouldn't put in it. But at the same time, it's, I guess we're just looking at it as if we are both two sane partners and you're out here with another girl while I'm at home, you know with a broken foot or something and you're not taking care of me but it's someone who is in this mental capacities is comprehending everything and another person whose sanity and mental capacity is deteriorating yeah i think think that's a great point yeah there's a big difference between a physical illness and a mental illness yeah like if his wife was dying of cancer and this was happening then there would be no question from me that this was wrong and that he shouldn't be doing this but when in this situation, if assuming that the Alzheimer's has progressed to a point that she no longer knows who he is and needs to be taken care of, and as, as such, he lost the woman he married a, a while ago. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it really feels like that it's understandable that he feels like he needs to seek th- that relationship elsewhere compared to someone who may be dying of a physical illness where you still have your partner and they're still here with you and they still know who you are and you can still receive some type of love from them. It just it, right. it really makes this whole situation a lot more difficult. It's tough. It's definitely a tough it's so situation. Tough. Um, but yeah, I guess it's just one of those things. It's we necessarily won't know. But if in the perfect world, you would hope, or you'd I guess depending on who you are, you'd want like all your partner to be with you and everything. But different different things happen and different situations arise where you have to think of the what ifs in life. I mean, Alzheimer's is one of like the scariest diseases I'll Uh, I'll never want my family or partners to experience. If I like, I I would say like, I would never want to have Alzheimer's. Yes. But at the same time, like if I get it, I don't know. I have it till towards the end. I'm just don't know things. So I don't even know what's going on. So to me, as a patient, you're not like, it's not necessarily, you don't necessarily know or feel anything, but for your significant other and people around you, it's something that must like just 
hurt so bad. Like, you know, it's like, anyways, let's not get into like emotionally deep about it, but yeah, it's true though. Like you, you think of not that you're comparing one disease to the other, but you think of all those disease diseases out there. The fact that someone could lose their mind, their memory, uh, I, uh, I, I just couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine going through that and every day having to deal with that sadness that that person doesn't know, doesn't fully know you. What do you think this girlfriend thinks every day? Or what do you think the girlfriend for the first time when he approached her and he was like, so I got to tell you something, like I really like you, blah, blah, blah. But I just want to let you know that I'm still married, but I'm seeing you at the same time. Like, I wonder what she felt like. If she felt guilty, if she's feeling guilty at some points, like, you know, what she feels like when she's around him taking care of his wife. Is she around him when she's taking care of his wife? Is is she helping him when he's taking care of his wife? And when you read the article, she does talk about that. She talks about the fact that, I mean, she's divorced. Uh, She talks about the fact that she has kids and how she was hesitant to, you know, pursue another relationship. Um, but I mean, in a way, my only, my only gripe or my only, my only pain point in this whole thing is how he has handled this situation. Like to your point, comrade, this did not have to be public. This does not have to be shared with everybody. Like this could have just been something that, you know, we as a family keep here. Uh, but what's come from it and, and if, we don't have to go into it, but if people are out there researching everything, you you will see some of like the the trash that has come with this announcement. And was any of that even really necessary? So, I she's talked about how she felt about it, but at the same time, it's like I wish I never knew how she felt about it. I wish I never knew who she was. I wish I just knew that B Smith was being cared for as the national treasure she was, is. It definitely takes an interesting type of person to put themselves in a situation as the second significant other. Because it's not... someone's taking care of their mentally spouse. It's not even like she's a mistress, you know? Mm. It's like you're fully immersed in the family now. Yeah. It's tough. Listeners, let us know what you think, man. Let us know. Hit us up on whosemanspodcast at gmail.com or slide into the DMs. Because I'm sure there's I'm some. So I'm sure there's all our married friends, our newly married friends. Shout out to Dom and Austin. Let us know what y'all think. Ooh, ooh. You know, but anyways, life. I was gonna ask her like, what would I do? But at the same time, I'm like, I ain't nowhere near married. So, <laughs> I mean, that doesn't mean you can't answer it. Hey, <laughs> like, <laughs> I would want to have a conversation with my woman, but if. If that were to happen, like I, I would, I would, I, ugh, I feel bad saying it, but I would follow. I would do the same thing, like I would be there. I would, fo- I would support her, and I would be there for her every step of the way. But if we ever talked about it, like, hey, I don't think I would ever move my. Oh my god, this is hard. <laughs> I, don't think I, would, I don't think I would ever move my other person in. Your side chick? 
God, I didn't want to say that. But I would, I would, uh, God, I would just, uh, I would try to be happy and support my my wife in every every way I could. Um, but to your point, Conrad, I would keep my mouth shut. All right. That would be our business. Word. Nobody else. <laughs> hey, come through the back door, all right? I'll let you in the back door. Nobody else would know. <laughs> but I want to go to for ice. Yeah, I would just be asking you, like, what? What? <laughs> hey, hey, Brian, why that woman always here? My oh, she's, she's just, my she's just, just a cleaner. She's just a cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? All right. All right, Ron, close this out, man. All right, man. So we appreciate everyone out here who took time out to listen to us. Like Conrad said, feel free to share your opinion on anything we've talked about tonight. Or if you were back listening to the first episode and you heard something wild, feel free to bring it back up. We are always open to reopen any conversation we've had. So don't hesitate to reach out to us. And if you want to come on here and talk about it with us, let us know. You know, 95% of y'all could probably come join us. You know, there are a few people out there who are probably a little bit too crazy, but for the most part, we trust y'all that y'all will come on here and do anything too crazy. So if you want to come join us, let us know and we'll see if we can make that happen. All right, so as we get up out of here, I'm going to go ahead and pass it off to you, B. B. Where can they reach you at? Hey, don't at me at God. Happy Valentine's Day to everybody. Uh, we're still trying to figure out if Black History Month is going to happen this year. Uh, just check back in because, look, every single day something else is happening. <laughs> um, but hopefully uh, Valentine's Day is better. <laughs> what I will say is, to my Valentine, I don't know where you at. I don't. I don't know it. Ron don't know it. Conrad don't know it. But if you out there, all right, be patient. That's all I got. <laughs> Last <laughs> words. I was trying to say it. All right. I'm gonna be lonely. All right. So, <laughs> Ron, well, you gonna find yours? We believe in you. Alright, so I'm going to leave with my unpopular opinion for this week, which I don't think should be too controversial. I think you guys won't be too mad at this one, because I'm not hating on anything. I just think I'd have to have a different opinion than a lot of people out there on this one. So, was having a conversation with Tori the other day about candy bars, and it just so happened to come out that my favorite candy bar is the Crunch Bar. Hmm. I think that the Crunch okay. Bar is better than any other candy bar out there. What's Tori's favorite? Well, we didn't even really get to that because she was just so immediately shocked and appalled at my answer. <laughs> <laughs> the, the entire debate became whether or not they were trash. Okay, so why does she hate crunch bars or crunch bars? Well, she thinks they're trash. So there is no even debate about it. Just, As if she doesn't I think, think that, they taste good. There's like the consistency. Yeah. So like the like Rice Krispie Crunch to it. What's going on? Honestly, we didn't even really get into it. Really became one of those arguments that really had no substance. It literally <laughs> was their trash. No, they're not. Yes, they are. No, they're not. <laughs> we didn't get into the full details of why I love it and why she hates it. Love, 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 love. <laughs> what about y'all? What are y'all favorite bars? Uh, I'm a Snickers man. Yeah, I would say Butterfinger. Snickers you still make those. Which ones? Wow. Butterfinger. No, I, honestly, another, I really cannot remember the last time I saw a Butterfinger. Do they really still make They those? do. Uh, yeah, they do. They've also, like, upgraded different types of Butterfingers. Like, Wafel, like, what is it, the Wafel Crunch ones? Like, waffles? The Wafel Waffles? What are they called? Wafers? Hey, Butterfingers go hard. When the last time you've seen a Butterfinger commercial? Because the last one I can think of was The Simpsons. Yep. That's what I was about Does to say. Doesn't matter. Okay. I mean, local, I mean, I can't think of the last time I saw commercials, so I ain't throwing shade. Bottom of the total pole, but they're they're not trash, but they they're not up there. 
right. I hate this whole segment. Like, <laughs> I really do. I it was your it. idea. I hear it. Who's next? <laughs> All right, Kyra, go ahead and leave us with some positivity. <laughs> All right, y'all can catch me on that fellow underscore Connie on Twitter, Big T Plenty on Instagram. I'm going to try to wrap this up so we can don't get cut off. But Brian says, when you guys listen to this, it's going to be Valentine's Day. Um, some of y'all going to be spending $500 to go to a hotel that you do what you do in the same household when you're at home. That's cool. You can do that. Some of y'all are going to be going to dinner. Some of y'all are just going to be chilling at home, doing the same old thing every day, living yourself. But There's so much shade in here. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, this is, listen, let me make it full circle. All right. I, okay. Before I say anything, I think Valentine's Day is just a pointless ass holiday. It's just one of those oh, we can tell. Western, westernized holidays just thrown in the calendar just for some reason, blah, 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 blah. Because I think that people use this day to like to show way too much or some use it some use it inappropriately and i just feel like you should love people every single day and not just use one day to love that person and whatever anyway that's just me but i do will say this though that also people on the flip side who are single sometimes you see them saying well i don't have a valentine's day i don't feel love and da, 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 da. and i think that's you shouldn't think that way or feel that way and so to, my message today is when you love yourself you attract better you let Others know that you deserve the best by treating yourself well. Everything starts with how you feel about yourself. Feel worthy, feel valuable, feel special, feel deserving of receiving the best. It will happen for you. Just like Brian just said, he doesn't know who's Valentine's is, but be patient. <laughs> okay? Be patient. Because when that day comes, he's going to find his Valentine. He's gonna, and they're going to be ready for him. Hey. Now, Darnold, on his other hand, I'm gonna wow. need you to do a little, a few things, Donald. <laughs> you took this trip to your uncle's house, right? You need to find out what happened in your family tree genetically. You need to find <laughs> out. You need to figure that out first, right? Once you figure that out, there's no way you can get that gene back to be as cool as your uncle, from what I'm hearing. But I need you to take notes, okay? Do you need to move in the middle of nowhere? That's probably what you should do, possibly. Do you need to be a chef? I don't think you can cook from what I hear. But just try to be like your uncle, Donald. Wow. I still love you. I don't love you. You ain't shit, Donald. But the kangaroo <laughs> will always love you on this day. On this day of Valentine's Day, the kangaroo will always love you. And tomorrow. Because I know you're going to be on that website we talked about last week. To the little motherfuckers. Don't be at Who's Man's. Premium is free, I heard. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>